This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 121, Your Outside Should Match Your Inside, with Rachel Bagley. Higgins and with me. Oh, that was like my inner Richie Norton. I was just going to say, <laughs> what the Richie Norton? Hey, a little nod to if, our friend Richie Norton. Right. If you guys oh don't gosh. know who Richie Norton and he, Richie Norton is, he has a <laughs> wonderful podcast that I love so much called The Richie Norton Show. And Becky yeah. guested on it about a week ago and apparently he's really rubbed off because that's he how really he starts has. the uh, he always each says, episode. Hey, hey, <laughs> Richie Norton here. Hey, Becky Higgins here. And with me is my friend and podcast co host, Becky Proud. Hey! <laughs> I love that Richie's in our heart today. Well, also in our heart is Rachel Bagley. This is such an exciting episode because it kind of is one of those topics that we've been holding off on a little bit because we got to record with Rachel back in March before COVID hit. Right. And then we've been sitting on it, sitting on it, because sometimes when it comes to things like this, we're like, oh, is that quite as important mm-hmm. as some of these other really pressing things when everything in this world is happening the way it is. And it feels like the right time to say yes, yes, because now is a time to be thinking a little bit more about how we move forward in our life. And while fashion and how you put yourself together and present yourself doesn't seem like it should be of utmost importance, I promise you, as you listen to this conversation with Rachel, you'll think a little differently about how that is truly a piece of you. I love, I loved meeting Rachel, um, and recording with her because I feel like when you talk about fashion or Mm -hmm. or dress, all those things, sometimes it's a little bit intimidating. And like a lot of us feel, if you're anything like me, you buy the same like seven things all the time (laughs) because it feels like you, but really what I love, um, with Rachel is she basically talks about, it's just bringing more of you to the surface. It's getting in touch with who you are and feeling more like yourself. Totally. And we know that feeling more like yourself promotes growth in all kinds of areas. So although you might be tempted to be like, man, not for me, it's about fashion. I promise you this is really, really super important. Yeah. It's really fun too. She's, she's such a riot and we loved recording with her and she's such a delight to, um, to follow on Instagram as well. So we're excited to introduce Rachel to you. I want to share a little, um, podcast review from iTunes before we get there. This is from Peppy the DG4M3R. It is literally my favorite thing on earth listening to you try to say these. Well, these you should like, try to say this. These one. like iTunes names. They're like they're always so hard. Let's focus on what she said. She says, I've listened to a few of their recent episodes now and have found this podcast to be exactly what I needed. As a stay-at-home mom who enjoys self-improvement podcasts and books, I've had difficulty finding content that is both useful and engaging. Sometimes the content is too business or performance-based, or it's directed at dual-income households. On the far other end of the spectrum, there's content that's intended for mothers, but it is too niche or unrealistic. These two women and their guests gently urge the listener to become a more mindful woman and mother. They lay everything out on the table, making you feel comfortable to the same. If there ever was an inclusive podcast, this is it. Oh, that's like the highest compliment. I'm so glad that everyone feels included and don't feel like we're pushing some, you know, some one way of being that it really is just about cultivating your very best life. Right. For sure. Oh, I love it so much. And if you hear us share your 
um, review on the podcast like I just did, even though I don't know your actual real name. <laughs> I mean, you could attempt it again. I'm I want you saying. to DM me on Instagram. Becky Higgins LLC is where you can find me. Shoot me a DM and your address, and I'm going to hook you up with some notebooks. So thank you for your reviews, you guys. Keep them coming. We love you so much for it. Okay, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. Friends, we want to thank you for trusting us week after week as you tune in for another episode and whatever we're going to talk about next. We also want to thank you for trusting our recommended brands and products as our sponsors are such a special part of our podcast. As we regularly share about our podcast sponsors, we hear many of you taking our recommendations to heart and following through by checking into those brands and products and oftentimes purchasing something. Thank you so much for supporting these brands that help make our podcast possible. One such brand that we hear about from you guys on repeat is Shine Cosmetics. Every time we get a DM from one of you thanking us for telling you about Shine, and every time you tell us about how much you're loving the product, we always want to say, right? (laughs) There's a reason why they're our favorite cosmetics brand, and we are so happy that so many of you are discovering that for yourself. Remember that each time you make a purchase, use the code Becky at checkout and you will save 10%. Hey, Rachel, thank you for hanging out with us today. Oh, Becky's, I am so glad to be here. (laughs) Also, thank you for diagnosing my fashion in five minutes. Did that happen already? Already did. And so stinking spot on I'm kind of in awe right now okay is this something that you're sharing without before we even like introduce her or like will this come out at some point or is it'll this, like, come out her? at some okay point. okay because yeah, I'm, I'm sure. already impressed that that happened and also having a little bit of are FOMO. you kidding me Rachel Bagley walks in your room you <laughs> nail it down don't worry okay <laughs> don't worry Becky we will also get yours done yeah there's no way we're leaving this room without your could it happen on air profile oh yeah for sure uh, that's do you want I, me to do you on air it's like when Jody Moore coached us and coached me and I wasn't ready and I didn't expect it was the greatest moment of my life. Well, Becky, I can tell you right now that you're a soft autumn. Like, well, you look good in going these there? muted, like, blended colors. You look amazing. Like, you have a, both cool and warm undertones in your skin, so you can kind of go in both directions. Plus, you have this – it's a relaxed, like – effortless kind of style like it's kind of a classic bohemian where it's like I can go easy and I can go simple but it's also like timeless and elegant and easy did going, you see so. the pants I was wearing last night yeah well you yeah. Can go. I thought those were great pants sure they were they sequins were <laughs> see and that's like the dramatic like where you can take a chance oh, and you don't mind standing it. out yeah. <laughs> no I don't that's very similar to what I am now Rachel here's a trick question mm-hmm. if um so there's Elsa and there's Anna. Yes. If you were going to say, who's the, the Elsa and who's, who's the Elsa Anna? Who's Anna? See, we're I, referring to Frozen 2, just in yes. case there's a couple of people yes. sleeping if under you a rock. If Come you on, don't know I'm who saying, we're talking about, I don't think I can help you any further. Okay. So. Yeah, I think we might have more of an Elsa and more of an Anna, but oh. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just the blonde hair. It might be the blonde hair it's throwing the, me off. It might hair. be the long blonde hair. Could we do it in a braid? If I could braid both of your hair, then I might be able to tell you I for sure. I do like it. We're, yes. we're putting Rachel too much on the spot because she doesn't know us well enough in our dynamic together. So we'll give her a minute. Yeah, we'll give, give her a minute. a minute. By the end of this episode. I'll figure this out. As You'll we figure it out. out. And don't feel like you need to change your answer just because Higgins <laughs> is leading you to do that. Just yeah, I know. Brush okay, If she has Elsa needs, you know, we can, we can satisfy those. I yeah. think we can flip-flop if I'm being honest. 
I mean, maybe sometimes. Okay, <laughs> let's go back to with Rachel because you're new on the show. Let's also make sure that everyone understands it's not my typo with the spelling of your name. Oh, no. My, <laughs> my name is a legitimate typo. I'm named after an old English ancestor. They didn't know how to spell Rachel back then. They don't have spell check. They don't have the internet. So I'm named after her. So it's a tribute, but it's pretty it. tricky for people. So it's I love R-E-A-H. Yeah, it's like reach. Yes. But you only pronounce it with the A. It's just Rachel. And I also forgot the C when I was spelling it out loud oh, it's okay yeah. <laughs> yeah but the ea yes um but it is rachel and mm-hmm. so just you know don't don't dm us telling me that i have a typo in my no, there are no time ty- well it, it you know it's it's fine they got it right yeah well we are so excited that you're here we're super excited about the way that we're going to be talking about fashion because it seems like something that could be viewed as so superficial but oh, you guys absolutely. wait until rachel opens her mm-hmm. mouth about uh, her mouth about this topic but before we do that will you introduce yourself so that people understand who it is that's speaking to them about this topic Absolutely. So I have been doing fashion for about 10 years. And before that, I worked in business and marketing. And I love myself a good formula. I love like making systems and strategies for people and making things simpler. And so I came from that background. And what happened was I had quit my job as like a, in a as a VP in a marketing company and I was working part-time at anthropology and mm. really in a hard spot with myself like I really wanted to have kids mm. and I wasn't able to have kids like I was going through a long um long string of infertility issues and I wasn't very happy with myself. I was really, mm. really unhappy. I was mad at my body. I felt like my body had failed me. Yeah. And I just was trying to come to terms with who I wanted to be and how I wanted to feel and like feeling really kind of broken. And I remember, you know, this is just when blogging had first come out, right? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to write about what I want to hear about like my body and about fashion and these sort of things. I'm Hmm. sick and tired of just hearing about like, you know, this is the way that you need to look or this is the way that you need to be. I just wanted somebody to tell me that I was okay just as I was. Mm. And so I started writing about that as really kind of a therapeutic point for myself. I love that. Um, And it was great. Like it really resonated with me and then it started resonating with other people as well. So that's kind of my journey and path. And now what I do is I try to help people uncover um, their fashion profile and really make their lives easier. I want to give them all the strategies and all the formulas, but in the long run, my main goal is to help you match your outside self to your inside self. So, so why love that? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, but fine. I'm thinking like, you know, for the person who's listening because they listen every week and they're mm-hmm. loyal around here, mm-hmm. but they might be thinking, but why, why, why does that, why does fashion even matter? Because really like, can I just well, grab what's, you know, first on of sale? all, people who don't wear clothes have very little to no influence in this world. Right. <laughs> like, you know, the, the people walking around naked, just kidding. Right. But I, I, I don't know. I that. encountered that a lot. Like I remember when I told my dad that I was going to work in fashion, he's like, I sent you to M- get an MBA for what? Like, what right. are you doing? Like, oh, wow. that is like yeah. got to be the most superficial thing I've ever heard. And I agree. Fashion is completely trivial and superficial. I am not going to argue that point with you at all. But have you ever had an outfit on that you didn't like yes. and spent the entire day thinking about it and pulling on it and tugging on it? And like yes. subconsciously, you just can't mm-hmm. do your work when you don't feel mm-hmm. like you're yourself. Mm-hmm. So what if you can have that consistency between – how you feel on the inside with what you're exhibiting on the outside, 
then you can really get to work doing what's important to you. Plus, I think it's an opportunity to show respect. Like, I like it when I, like, I don't have a fancy life. I have four kids, and I spend a lot of time at the grocery store and, you know, carpool, Mm -hmm. and I don't get to wear four-inch heels or, you know, dry-clean only sheaths every day. But I can wear pants with the zipper and the button so that when I go to the grocery store, I'm like, I respect me, as you can see by these pants that I am wearing. (laughs) I respect you. Like, I respect all these people that I'm not even talking to. And so I think that clothes are an opportunity to show respect for yourself for the environment you're in for the people you encounter and it's mm. just like common courtesies just like please and thank yous and uh, it, it's not like a requirement it's not something we use to judge people it's just something for you and if you're not dressing for yourself first and foremost then you're doing it wrong Mm, and I love, I love that, that so much because, you know, one of one of our very favorite brands and really, truly one of the very biggest sponsors of our podcast that we talk about all the time is Shine Cosmetics because of that very reason. Right. Because makeup also, cosmetics also yes. can be considered trivial or um, like meaningless. Like what is even the point? And Becky yeah. and I have shared over and over like this is for no one else but ourselves. Like right. we totally. love putting ourselves together and feeling like a little more empowered because we are outwardly expressing kind of what we do feel inside, which is confidence and love and Mm -hmm. these things. And so it doesn't seem like to everybody that maybe that outward expression is important, but I, I hope as we continue this conversation that you guys feel like there's just like you said, Rachel, there's an opportunity here. Yeah. Is it life and death? No, of course not. Is it an opportunity that can be so beautiful? I'm going to stop you there because I actually don't agree that it's not life and death because the theology behind what we're talking about essentially is not forgetting yourself. Okay. And that, Living your life in such a way where you take care of yourself is absolutely life and death. There is no like honor in completely neglecting yourself or like not taking care of yourself in your health or or how you how you look. And that's not to say like, you know, primping and all that stuff all the time. But that is an expression of self-respect and having self-respect is absolutely a life and death thing. So if somebody's listening and feeling like, okay, sisters, I got you. Okay, I get it. Like, it's a self-respect thing. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Where do you think is a good place to start with this dialogue in terms of th- those first steps that you take to really assess where you are and maybe what you want to do with regards to the, your outward expression? Yeah, well, the what I always take my clients through first is just trying to uncover what you've got as far as your base foundation, right? Mm-hmm. So I put give everybody their fashion profile. So I tell them, like, this is your body type. Mm-hmm. This is your coloring. This is your signature style. And not to give them a box that they have to live in. I don't ever want to tell people, like, yeah. these are your boundaries. Do not you dare cross Don't them. you like, cross over I will winter. catch you, right? Spring color Yes, girl. exactly. So <laughs> instead, what I like to tell people are, these are are only so it makes your life easier. Most women are making about 30,000 plus decisions a day and picking mm. out what you wear in the morning should not be the hardest one. Mm. Right? right? I want just to make your life as easy as possible so you can walk into a store and ignore 90% of what's there because you know this is the 10% that's going to work best for me. So that you can look in your closet and realize like I fit in everything that is in this closet. I like how it all looks on me. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I feel good in all this. I don't care if you have ten items in your closet. That's not the important part to me. What's important to me is that you are the boss of that closet and you are working like every single piece in that closet is working for you and doing a good job. So understanding like 
there aren't any good, bad, better body types. Mm-hmm. There's just the body that you have and yeah. how you feel good being dressed in it. There aren't, and I think it's funny because when I tell people their complexion and complexions, nobody's ever been like, oh, really? I'm a light summer? Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> right. it's you know? you yeah. told me I was a soft autumn and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's, oh, is that what I am? Yeah. Like yeah. nobody has any stigmas attached to their complexions. Yeah. Right. Like they're just right. like, oh, I have more warm it undertones than cool. Yeah. Okay, great. Whereas when I tell people their body types, they're like, oh, that's, is that a good one? Is that, is that right. the bad? one and mm. i'm like no 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 no, no, no. That everyone that's just want? one of them rachel was my body one. type let's see yeah, i think do you want me to stand up i'm gonna stand up so first we've got to look at like you've got like a pretty straight architecture like mm-hmm. you've got a little bit broader shoulder line than you do a hip line i would probably say you're a little bit upper figure but not dramatically mm-hmm. and do you you don't have like a super defined waist mm-hmm. so i would probably say you're just upper figured like if you have any like like, I just call them shy, like, stomachs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you could have some tips, but I would say your primary body type is probably upper. Like, you've got, like, great architecture, and so things are going to drape really well. And I used to look be a really gymnast, pretty. guys. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> Becky's laughing at the facial expression oh, I just made. No, that's helpful. I just didn't even want to, like, because this isn't about me, of course, right. but, like, you already told me my complexion, and now mm-hmm. I know my body type according yeah. to you. And I, I like that information, and I think that's going back to why I wanted to ask you that question is that is the first step. Um, that you are suggesting is like understand these things about your complexion or your body type so that as you move forward in making fashion decisions yeah. you have information well it's just like knowing whether you're an extrovert or you're an introvert mm-hmm. or that you learn mm-hmm. more orally or you learn more by reading things you know it's yeah. just mm-hmm. information it's not it's like data. a judgment it's yeah. just information and so the thing about body type and complexion are those things that are god-given right mm-hmm. like we don't get to choose those things like yeah. i am a lower figure through and through and like there's nothing I can do to change it. There's what does no lower exercise. figure mean? It means I'm curvier on the bottom half. Okay, yeah. It's and information. I can exercise as much as I want. It's not going to change. And you guys, and it's just information. She's a babe. So oh, well, just thank saying. You. I, mean, I, I like it. Well, like, babes. I am super strong and I can squat two children at the same time. Yes. And I love it, right? Like, my body isn't a decoration. My body is here for a functional purpose. And the clothes just work <sighs> yes. alongside that. Like, yes. body is not the enemy. Like, we're just all working together here. So God gives us our body types and complexions. But then there's that little, like, spark that we add to it through our signature style and our lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Where we get to choose. Like, nobody gets to tell you, like, oh, you know, you can't be that showy. You can't be, like, right. as dramatic. or Like, perhaps you know, wear hot pink parrot earrings, yeah, which you, is what I'm wearing right you now. You can wear hot pink parrot earrings. <laughs> right. Like, that's completely up to you. And as long as you feel comfortable and confident in that that's like completely up to you and i love that like you are in completely complete control of that yes so that's usually what i start out with clients and then i'm much more of like i want to teach you how to fish than give you a fish kind of person like Like i want to empower all my clothes yeah like well i do that for people and i'm happy to do that for people but more than anything i want people to feel empowered to make good choices for themselves Mm, right so that this is easy and that they just feel confident no matter you know what's in their closet and how they put it together they just know that's them so Mm. does that look like once somebody knows their complexion or their body type that then you work with them on an individual level to say okay so now that we have this information what you'll want to look for in a pair of jeans would be Uh x y and z and and when Mm -hmm. you see the 20 pair of a $20 pair of jeans that, that fit like this, not a good choice because this is right. what it's not going to serve. How it's oh, well, not yeah. Like you, I'm a right? big believer in quality over quantity. Um, a lot of people get really hung up. They're like, oh my gosh, you want me to spend how much on a pair of jeans? And I'm like, well, for starters, we're not looking at ultimate cost. We're looking at cost per wear. Mm-hmm. How many times are you going to wear those jeans? Like, okay, let's buy a hundred pair, hundred dollar pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. And let's say that you wear them twice a week for a year. 
it's like already just down to less than a yeah. dollar a wear. Right? Do you want to pay less than a dollar to feel good in your jeans and not have to yank them up every single time and not worry about right. whether the button is Or I mean on the flip side fall off or, you go to hmm. your local let's be frank here. You go to your Target and get like a pair of jeans that, you know, is ill-fitting and then you maybe wear them once or twice and realize you're uncomfortable in them and then you right. and you only pay $20 then, for them, but yeah, you wear them twice and it's I a $10 mean, cost I don't per wear. do that kind of thing. No, yeah. that's true. That's true. So because... you look at your cost per wear rather than the ultimate cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's okay to buy cheap things and you know you're only going to wear them once or twice. Like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. But in the long run, people make the worst decisions when they've got high stakes. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I've got a family picture coming up. There's a family oh. reunion. I'm going to this event. And they always think, oh, I need something new. I need something good. That's when, the, like, those are the things I throw out of people's closets really? the first time after time after time. Because they think it's like new will fix this problem. Where in reality, if you are investing in your closet all along the way, wear something that you already have that you know is like a consistent winner. And that's a way better choice than just yeah. trying to find something new and like make that work for like the special occasion. Because how I want to invite you into my closet. Oh, okay. and see, I love doing Can we that. talk about closets mm-hmm. for a second? Yeah. Oh, okay, absolutely. so one of my most profoundly joyful experiences in my t- entire life was when David and I lived in Cleveland and two of my best friends, Jen and Bree, um, at probably midnight one night when we were all hanging out, decided that they were going to do a what not to wear makeover on awesome. me. Awesome. Okay, right? Yes. So maybe, maybe perhaps our friend Becky was stuck in like mm, 10, 15 years too long ago, mm-hmm. right? And it was so profoundly joyful because when I had people who cared about me actually go through and go, seriously, Becky, like for real, that's... That's, that's really yeah. precious that mm-hmm. you are yeah. still hanging on to the peach fuzzy bla- blazer uh-huh. that you wore for your first date with David. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's precious and all. Yeah. It's also from way too long ago and it does not flatter you, right? Yeah. And so I loved that and it has now been many years and as we've moved into a new home last year, I kind of saved that project 2.0 for after I moved and after I kind of got through settling in because I was like, I want to do it right and I want to do it for me now, which is going to be different mm-hmm. than say 10 or 15 years ago. So as I approach another what not to wear makeover in my closet and I really truly I want to be part of this oh you will be because okay. you know unless Rachel's visiting Arizona you know oh I do that regularly oh but... you do mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, I'm, I'm still got family in Arizona I'm, uh, I'm a regular around there I, I, <laughs> this is yes, happening I accept no. I accept I accept no this is like really happening no but I'll let the... you know next time I'm in Arizona yes. no, for real. okay so aside from the fact you're going to come to our closets and help us do that because that's going to happen now um we'll continue the conversation on air because people are like, wait, where's this going? I'll tell you where it's going. I would love to hear the advice that you would give somebody like me who's like, okay, I do have too many clothes because I haven't been getting rid of, right, when I have acquired more. And so how do we advise people who want to pair back? They know they want to be more intentional. They really have too many. What do we do? What does that first step look like? Right. So what I always do with my clients when I'm starting out is – I make sure they have everything in their closets. Like everything has to be clean. Everything has to be back from the dry cleaner. You don't have multiple closets. You don't have like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I just keep my coats over there. And like I have to – it's all in one room. So we get it all together for the big party, right? And then – what I usually try to do um, is have them try on every single thing in their closet in succession. And what I'm really looking for is kind of like the utter disgust at how much stuff I have. Like that's uh, part of it. Because you have to try that's them all That's part on. of it. And it's you like, and it's it like, like creates a, it creates a clear distinctions between mm. these are the things that I really love. And I usually have you start with your favorite items first. Uh-huh. So you're like, I know how the things that I really love feel like. I know okay. how I feel when I put those things on. And then when you put something that you don't like on, it's so much easier to be able to just like immediately say like oh this does not feel like that pair of pants did like this one's too tight like I don't like how they cling here or this doesn't really 
suit yeah. my style anymore or I'm just tired of it. Because mm. in the long run, what we are doing is we create, we're creating like our closet team, right? Like I told you guys I used to work in business. And like, mm-hmm. can you imagine like if you were hiring a team, because you guys are both like mm-hmm. yeah, successful business women, and you're hiring a team and you're like, you know, we've got Bob over there and Bob, you know, I hired him. He wasn't very expensive. You know, like I hired him pretty cheap, but he hasn't done anything in the last like five Mm. years that we've just had him sitting there, but he's not causing any trouble. We should just let him keep sitting there. You know, like, no, you would never do that. You would throw Bob out. Right. Yeah. So the same thing is true with your closet. Like Mm -hmm. if you haven't worn it in more than like, if it's been a year and you haven't worn it once in a year, I say toss it. If there's, if you put it on and don't immediately feel like, wow, yeah, I, I feel like I could run into an old friend that I haven't seen in yeah. three years and still feel good in this, like it's got to go out. And if you have any hesitation on whether you should keep or not, I usually say that hesitation is telling you something, like really? get rid of it. And mm. the other thing, like once Ooh. you have cleaned mm. out your closet, because I mean, how many times have you said to yourself, like, where you've gotten rid of something, and you're like, I really wish I hadn't gotten rid of that. That was such a good item. Like it I've almost never missed never. anything. You and never I of... miss any of yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, really, in the long run, what we're looking for here is just making your life easier. And sometimes we think like having more is going to make it easier. And in truth, usually yeah, no. having less. Yes. It's okay. a lot less visual distraction. It makes it a lot easier. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a mm-hmm. minute because mm-hmm. maybe this is something I've been through once or twice. I sometimes will save clothes that are like the size I wish I was or the size I hope to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I end up having like parallel wardrobes in like two or three different sizes. So right. What would you, what is the advice you would give for them? So overall, what I want to say first is that our clothing does not exist to tell us whether we're good or we're bad or anything. All it does is exist to clothe us. Like clothes exist to serve us, not the other way around. Like right. you are not there to fit into a specific size, to fit in a specific yeah. trend. Like you're the boss of this whole situation. And I think that's really hard sometimes for women to understand because we're told that our worth, we're worth more if we take up less space, we're mm-hmm. worth more if we're like younger like no Mm. you are always of worth and it is any piece of clothing's honor to be worn by you right like if the clothing doesn't fit like (laughs) heaven forbid you are like if you tie on a pair of pants and it's too small it's like oh you are not good enough for me you do not deserve me it's not the other way around because i don't know how many times i've been in a fitting room where like somebody's crying because it's like why can't i fit into the size i used to because we're not we don't even compare ourselves necessarily as harshly when we're looking at somebody else but our past self yeah, totally. like, remember when I was that size and you're like, well, who well, cares? we do kind I of am- use those like past wardrobes. I know for me, God, I just bear it all on this show. But I have this pair of like pants that I would never wear like, ever because they're like way out of style. But I keep them as like, oh, a guide. Like, like oh, I, if I ever, if I ever like got back to that size, that would be amazing. Right. I literally oh. still have this pair of How pants. How is that serving you? Well, it's obviously not, but right. like I'm wondering the Man. psychology behind why we do that, why we like use past things as markers of like, okay, so I can be okay when this pair of pants fits me again. Right. Mm. And how does that, it, that doesn't even translate into value whatsoever, but we've told ourselves it does. Totally. We've told ourselves, I will be more valuable once I fit into this size. And that's not true at all. You are always of constant value. Your value does not fluctuate with your clothing size. And so what I usually tell people is if you are in a transitionary period, like, okay, I just had a baby and I know, yes, I'm a lot heavier now, but I can see that like, you know, this fit me like nine months ago, like whatever. Okay. Yeah. You can hold on to a couple of things or, you know, um, um, I went through like a health challenge. And like maybe, I don't know, very... for example, post-cancer menopause. Yes. I mean, just 
for someone maybe hypothetically hypothetically speaking (laughs) so i say yes you can hold on to a few of your favorite things put that into like a bin but it's not in your everyday closet Mm. it is not there sitting in your everyday closet when your clothes are no longer fitting and you're like oh this doesn't work then you can pull that into your wardrobe but on the whole nobody ever wants to wear the old clothes that they saved they really don't you want to go out and you want to get something new you know, and I understand that that's not always in the budget. And so yeah. I can see that, you know, sometimes that makes sense. But almost always, like, it's not worth it. Just accept yourself as you are now. Like, I don't know how long. Like, I, when I was, I was married and um, I went through a really traumatic divorce, which triggered a lot of, like, stress hormone issues. I gained mm-hmm. about 30 pounds in yeah. two weeks. Oh, it was ridiculous. Like, wow. it was, like, going through menopause in my 20s. Oh, and I remember, you. like... Just thinking, like, what in the heck is going on with my body? And, like, I don't understand this. And, like, I hung on to those clothes that didn't fit for I don't know how many years. And it was really hard for me. Like, I went through an eating disorder, like, where I just, like, wanted to punish my body, not only for, like, failing me and all these different things. And the older I get, the more I realize, like, this body thing is not a tchotchke that I'm just, like, going to put on the shelf. Like, I want to do things with this. Like, I want to be able to, like, move with purpose. And, like, my clothing is there to serve me and, like, cover me and protect me. But I don't have to hold on to the old selves that I used to be in order to value myself. Like, I don't have to be that person anymore. Like, I can be this new person and my soul and my body can still be complete, even if it's different size. And just... You know, your happiness doesn't have to hinge on, like, how you conform to a certain standard. Honestly, what you just said is really, really – I just want to stay there for a second. What you said about who you are now and the state in which your body is right now and dressing yourself for that now is really empowering and pretty freaking exciting when you think about it because we – we all come from somewhere, but none of us should be stuck in the past. Oh, yeah. Right? And so and so to honor where you are in your journey of cultivating a good life and being the best version of yourself and creating your joy and happiness and all of the things that we're trying to do, like just honoring that moment and from here on out to me is such, you go back to the word opportunity, it's such an opportunity and what oh. a blessing to be able to yeah. kind of start fresh, which is why I think it's so important that you have people take everything out of the closet right. and start yep. from fresh, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing about it is, is, you know, we don't, like, we are here in this moment. That's all we get to dress for. And, you know, we can't just live in the past. You you can't dress that. Like, how boring would it be if you always looked the same? Women, like, our bra size is going to change nine times during our lifetime, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Just our bra size. That's actual fact, huh? This is right? actual <laughs> fact. And so you are constantly readjusting. Like, it's not just like you're going to be the same size forever. You're not going to be this. I mean, after every baby that I had I think my all my internal organs were rearranged in a different direction like I might have been the same size but I'm like this is not the same and this is not working and you know like I went through infertility we went through adoption like I've had like miscarriages and all those things all those things change your body and Mm. I don't want to erase my history like I can look at my body and be like oh I don't like that wrinkle right here or oh I don't like that extra Mm -hmm. roll there or but I'm like that's my history like that's a visual diary of where I've been Mm. and I don't need to erase all that and just be like whitewashed into my 20 year old body which I didn't think was perfect at the time either like oh, I'm happy funny. Where I'm at. as what you said that it, it's kind of funny because I think some of us women in general have a tendency to like look back to like oh my pre having baby weight or my pre this or my pre that but when I think back to myself 
as that human being, like I love myself so much more now. Like I know myself so much better. Like I trust myself more. Like I am in such a better relationship with myself mentally, emotionally, in all the ways than I was at the time before kids or, you know, when I was in college or whenever that time is for you. And so I think it's interesting that disconnect of like, I want the body from that with the mind with that. And it's like this body mind Mm. disconnect Mm. of like, I really love myself so much more now. And that last piece of that, right, is, is accepting where I'm at and then using my clothes to honor that. Right. For sure. Well, and to that point, and, um, you know, recently I, I grabbed a shirt to wear to an event and it felt so uncomfortable for me because of an association I had with that as my prior self. And Becky knows this because I was like, it was such a cute shirt. And I was like, Oh, that's cute. I haven't seen that. She's like, it is going in the garbage tonight. Well, yeah. and No, it wasn't that extreme, but I, I definitely was like going to donate it. Like I, I was going to donate it because of the association. It's a darling shirt. In fact, if any of our listeners have seen the orange with the gold spots on it, like, like people, know that shirt actually from my work because I've worn it in videos and stuff yeah. and in fact Becky and our other friend Heidi who had seen it they were like uh you can pass that right over mm-hmm. or maybe it was Heidi not you yeah was Heidi. I don't know if it would fly on you quite mm-hmm. uh, like you're not a soft autumn okay yeah, <laughs> I'm a spring <laughs> <laughs> but the point of bringing that up is because it's that whole like honoring who we are now I think that's why I was like it is time for me to let this go it's a beautiful blouse and it no longer represents who I feel inside it represents the way I was two four five years ago and and that is a piece of who I am, but it doesn't belong in my closet anymore. It doesn't belong on my body because of how I feel. Yeah. And I think that's to your point of like honoring where you are and who you are is so important. And it doesn't, it's not about the piece of clothing. Absolutely. It's about how you feel inside. Yeah. Um, so- well, our clothing, our closets aren't diaries. They're not like, mm. like photo books. Like, I don't know how many closets I've been in and like, oh, this is what I wore in high school. And this mm-hmm. is, I'm like, make a quilt, take a picture. Right. But this is like, this is where the work happens. This isn't where we yeah. catalog it. This is just like actual functional day-to-day stuff so the rest of it that's a really good point for a lot of our listeners who do love documenting and memory keeping and and there's nothing wrong with that but just document it in a different way yes so i'm super glad that you brought that up because your journals and your diaries and your you know record keeping and memory keeping that belongs in other places and not in your closet i love that Mm -hmm. so much i wanted to also emphasize something that you said earlier you were talking about um the visual distraction that sometimes your closet can be i just wanted to also say that visual distraction is often often very, it becomes mental space that we're taking up. Um, what's been your experience with that in terms of people who have that emotional, unconscious usually, mm-hmm. or subconscious um, clutter in their life just from having things that they shouldn't have anymore in their closets? Well, it works on so many different levels. Like there's all kinds of different closet diagnoses out there. Like some people, they love to collect so many of the same item. Like I met mm. a lady who once had like a dozen black cardigans. Becky's hand is up. Yeah, a dozen <laughs> no. black cardigans. I and find I'm like, something oh, I love no, and I buy it in no, every no, no, color. No, 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 We do not need a dozen black cardigans. Maybe two black cardigans, but we, you are not like a cartoon character. We don't need <laughs> to just like open up your closet and see like 20 right. of the same outfit, right? Okay, but, but hold on before you keep going. But somebody's going to say, well, what about Steve Jobs? Well, he's Steve Jobs. And if you do love a uniform, like I totally understand okay. that. My son is a uniform guy. Okay. And I'm a fashion consultant and I try to help him out. I'm like, 
are you sure you don't want to wear something besides t-shirts <laughs> and sweats every single day? And he's right. like, he's nope. sure. Yep. Like not even joking. When he was three, he wanted to wear black leggings and a black turtleneck every day. We called him baby Steve Jobs. And oh I'm my like, gosh, you guys, we lived it. in Arizona. So it's like 120 degrees out there. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's got his black turtleneck on and his black leggings. And he oh liked how gosh. tight they were. Oh he's my three. Gosh. Mm-hmm. And I'm that like, is awesome. you're adorable. And I had to buy like three different pairs of it. And yep. if that's you, yeah. if you're a uniform kind of girl, okay, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm not saying that you can't do that. And my husband's much more formulaic. Like, he likes uh-huh, things yeah. a certain way, and uh-huh. he doesn't like as much variety. Like, his looks more like, like his side of the closet looks like a retail space, whereas yeah, mine is, yeah. like, all over the place, lots of colors and cool. patterns. And that's okay. Well, and to each yeah. your own. Yeah, right to point. each your own. But if you have 10 cardigans and you're only really wearing two of them, yes. that's the problem. Yes. Like, your closet charges rent, clothes pay by being worn. If the clothes aren't getting worn, then they are just taking up space. And we don't allow loafers in our lives. Like, mm-hmm. everything has to be doing their work. And so mm. if it's just adding, like, visual distraction and visual clutter and, like, making your life more complicated, then you can just get rid of that. And it's not about, like, having a certain number of clothes in your closet or having a certain size of clothing in your closet or having, you know, just, like, a certain brand of clothing. It's none of that. It's just, like, do I feel good when I put my clothes on and do I feel like I have enough clothing to suit my needs well and just in case anyone doesn't know steve jobs and the reference we're making i think it's important actually to touch on that because he chose and has talked about so a lot of people do know that he it it was a uniform concept he had his black mock turtleneck and his levi jeans and his new balance shoes every single Mm -hmm. day and i know i read a cup out a couple of different people and if that brings you joy if taking out that decision from your life brings you a lot of joy yes that's totally fine i enjoy picking out my clothes every day and that's okay but there are aspects of your life that you might want to analyze maybe you want to eat the same thing for breakfast every day maybe you want to if you want to wear the same thing every day that's okay too like Mm -hmm. there aren't any rules the clothes are all there to serve you Mm -hmm. i almost think though that like i get the avoiding the decision fatigue with what steve jobs did but i think the point that you're making is is if everything in your closet works for you that no longer becomes fatigue because it's a joyful decision it takes the fatigue out of it when you're when you have to make the choice of like well this feels like this and i don't know and this and that if you love everything if everything looks good on you in what you are today like literally it gives you your joy back with fashion instead of making it this stressful like decision to make right and you were talking about earlier about cleaning out your closet one of the things I also recommend to my clients after they've cleaned out their closet is just keeping it in there an area in their closet dedicated to automatic donation so anything that yes. you put on your bottom or your bottom or your bottom too, yeah your body or your bottom yeah anything that you put on your body and then you want to take it immediately off just put it in the donation pile yes so I that agree. you don't have to touch it again like yeah. mm-hmm. it's automatically there like I don't need this anymore mm-hmm. and then I don't have to consider it it's not in the consideration set and so then it's not like I have to just like spend four hours on my closet yeah it's just like it it's automatically taking care of itself mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm a believer and I'm a doer we yeah. have a box in our closet at all times at yeah. all times no exceptions there's a right. box at, and it says with marker donation yep. and um, pretty regular basis I don't mean every day or even every week sometimes but once in a while when I just feel like oh, no why why is this still why here? do I have this yes but yeah. the, for a girl who has all or nothing tendencies that's been really helpful because I would have the tendency to say well it has to be a big project it has to be Rachel coming to my closet 
closet mm -hmm. and we are going to do that I've committed to you yeah um, but also it can be on a regular everyday kind of basis that if you do if and when you come across that piece of clothing that no longer serves you in your mind or on your body then you just drop it in the box instead right. of waiting to make it a big project yeah. right I think that's absolutely su super smart this is awesome I'm really inspired I know I want to go <laughs> clean my closet so bad <laughs> I don't I'm gonna have Rachel do it with us <laughs> it's gonna be such a party it's it will such a party. it really is fun and you get to be best friends because when you watch somebody dress and undress like a hundred times in a row there's no way that you're not best friends by the oh, end it's gonna be really that. fun I love yeah. that you know okay so tell people who don't have a Rachel in their back pocket or the means to have somebody personally help them one-on-one -on -one or whatever what is the best place for them to gain inspiration from the resources that you have available so if you go to my website cardiganempire.com I show you how to self-identify all of the things I've talked about here awesome I've tried to make it as simple as possible for you I've got tons of videos I've got like all kinds of information and then I also offer virtual consultations like it's $20 to get your coloring done and things like that but honestly like most everyone can just self-identify figure out what their profile is and then you know get your best girlfriend to come help you you want somebody that is very patient and very honest yes. okay so those mm. are the two criteria of somebody who's going to help you out and usually it's a mutually beneficial situation so they do it for you you do it for them yeah. mm -hmm. right and husbands are really not that good at it mm -hmm. don't I, I don't usually <laughs> recommend it they don't usually have the patience like they're either going to be like oh everything looks great or I just yeah. don't want to pay attention and like I'm actually looking at my phone the whole time so. right <laughs> most husbands are not your best bet it's usually a mom or a sister or a girlfriend or something like that so I like this is all stuff that you can do on your own it doesn't need to be complicated it doesn't need to be overwhelming like just start somewhere and just base it like find your outfit that you like the best on yourself right now and use that as a comparison point for mm. everything else every other thing that you're going to add to your closet like is it as good as that thing okay mm. then it can come into my closet and be like super discerning when things come in your closet like just because somebody gave you something for free doesn't mean that it didn't cost you anything like you still have to take care of it you have to hang it up you have to look right. at it every single day like free things are the worst like I'm like please don't give me free stuff like I yeah. don't want any free stuff like I only let something in my closet if it's a 10 right like mm -hmm. if it's a 10 and it's as good as the other things that I have in my closet I don't want something just because it's new or just because it's trendy it's just like it has to really serve me mm -hmm. because Otherwise, like at some point, I'm going to have to get rid of it. I'm going to have to take it to the donation center. Like it, there's just a cost to everything. They're like little yeah. pets, right? Yeah. Like anything that you let into your life, you yeah. have to take care of it. So just be really careful about that. And less is more in a lot of cases in this mm -hmm. situation. Yes. So just be careful about what you add to your closet and just realize that it's all there for you. Like, you do not serve the clothing. It's does, That's not the direction it goes in. The clothing is there to serve you. And if you remember that, first and foremost, yeah. then you're going to make better decisions overall. <sighs> Such you're good advice. You're the boss of your own closet. It's true. Boss it's, of your own It's self. true. And this is so enlightening. And I hope that you guys feel really empowered with your own ability to kind of pare down and be even more intentional than you were before in your mm -hmm. closet. That's totally. amazing. Rachel, thank you so much. Oh, thanks you, for having me. You're so awesome. And friends, thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings you feel and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys.
I'm so excited. It finally happened. Yes. No, thank you so much for Yay. having me. Okay, we need to talk about this Elsa Anna concept. See, uh, I think I was getting thrown off because you have like a little red in your hair and she's got oh, the blonde in her so hair. So it's not a visual thing. Yeah. Like, when she's asking you, I don't it's, know, though. That's why I'm talking about personality. Yeah. Sometimes I think. Yeah, probably so. I don't know. Yeah, I am definitely more Anna than than Becky. Yeah. 